Ah, Portugal. There's so much to do, but so little I feel like I have to do when we are here. Talk about a foreign feeling. When we are back from vacation, let's make sure we are still on track with our investment plans. You know, just in case we want to retire here. With Vanguard advice, no matter what your retirement goals are, we can help you get there. That's the value of ownership. Visit Vanguard.com and explore Vanguard advice. All investing is subject to risk. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Services are provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs another thing too guys that's not all they have they also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021 they have stuff for that too like finishing more books or becoming a better parent leader or a person how-to books which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have John Henry with me. He's a independent pro wrestler, former wrestler, and say hello to everyone, John. Hey, how y'all doing? And I just want to say welcome to the show. I know this is something that you've been excited about ever since that we actually got together to actually talk about what we wanted to do. And I just want to say thank you for taking your time out of your night and everything just to talk about some of the old memories they have from when you were wrestling and everything, I do appreciate you being on. Well, I appreciate you having me. Um, this is a blessing. I love it. You're very welcome. And I have a question. How long have you been doing that? Being an independent pro wrestler at the time, what motivated you to be a pro wrestler? Well, what motivated me, I was a big Hulkamania maniac back in the day, like most of us. Right. So, uh, in 2000, I got, I was out of high school. So, I uh, signed up for, with Kaida Pro Wrestling. It's a, it, they're known in the Northern Virginia and Pennsylvania and Maryland around that okay. area, that territory. I think they still do shows out of Pennsylvania, actually. But uh, um, I, And I rest, wrestled for seven years with them. Unfortunately, I, I got a house in uh, 2006, okay. and I, I had to pay for the house, so I had to quit wrestling because of the, the mortgage and whatnot, but I got okay, a good seven years. I got a good seven years out of it. 
Well, that's good though, man. At least you actually got to enjoy what you love doing for those oh, seven yeah. years. Oh yeah. And I bet you got a chance to meet a lot of people that you never thought oh, you would yeah. actually meet <laughs> in that long time, yeah. time period and everything too. So that's just awesome. I mean, I can tell that you still have passion for it just from the way that you're actually describing things and everything. It's just your energy that you put into it. And I just have a quick question for you. Like how how many um how long at the gym and everything did you actually have to spend? I know that you actually had to spend hours upon hours in the gym trying to work out, trying to get yourself into shape to where you can actually have close to the same weight class that the other person that you're wrestling against. And I know there's a lot of physical talent whenever it comes down to that. So I, I do appreciate you actually putting your time and your body and your efforts into giving somebody a good, great show. So my question is this, how long did that actually have to take? What did that actually involve? Well, I've never been a huge gym guy until actually I got out of wrestling. Um, but uh, I was always uh, tall. I was about six, two or so. And uh, 200, 230, 240 pounds, so I, and I was always in good cardio shape. Uh, but, yeah, I, I worked out a, a little bit too, though. But I wasn't, like, like a big uh, gym guy in, for my career, though. Okay. And another thing, though, too, is, like, you said they were a big Hulkamania fan and everything, too. Um, what other influences actually influenced you? I know that Hulk had a big influence on you. But, you know, what was your biggest passion about just getting into the rink and actually just turning on and being engaged into doing what you're doing? Well, it just came back from all the guys that ran with Hulk, like Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage and all the, the old school, oh. amazing Undertaker who just retired. Uh, but it, all them guys, Ric Flair was a big influence too. Of course, all I, it's yeah. hard. It would take me 30 minutes to name all the, <laughs> the great guys out imagine. there, but all, all the, late, the late eighties and the early nineties really inspired me the most, I would say. I can say that because, you know, the heels of that time was really great during the eighties and the nineties, even the early two thousands. And everything, too, because I was big into WWF, and then it changed into WWE later on. But, you know, Million Dollar Man, then there was also Randy oh, Savage, yeah. you know, and then Undertaker was always my go-to. I was always into the dark characters for some reason. <laughs> I was weird. Yeah, kid, me too. But... No, me too. There's nothing weird about that. There's more. No. A lot of people like that. I love horror right. movies and stuff, so it's all good. But, yeah, um, I actually like our characters i actually like the heels that they actually have you know what would, would you say was some of your favorite stuff from wwf as well oh uh the, the mega powers when hogan teamed up with uh, Randy savage and then they, oh, yeah. they ex then they had the big you could see the feud coming even when i was a young kid it was like they're, they're gonna have to fight and I, I have to choose one but i was <laughs> for hogan of course and then uh but yeah, since Roddy Piper, who I got to meet actually uh, uh, around 2005, really nice guy, rest in peace, of course. Uh, he was a big influence as well, and uh, the feud he had with Brad News Brown was was really good, and the feud he had with Greg Valentine was really good back in the day. I I didn't watch wrestling back then, but I watched it on the on the uh, the network, and that Greg Valentine Roddy Piper match was blew my mind. It just was amazing i got to meet greg valentine uh was it last year babe oh she's not i, I think yeah <laughs> last last year i got to meet him at a comic-con 
So in oh, uh, Tall- Tallahassee, Greg Valentine. Yeah, okay. he got he signed my little uh, autograph for for me. I with a picture of him and Piper. I got him all on my wall. Two That's years ago. Awesome. Two years ago. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Ben. And uh, <laughs> my other thing I was wondering about, what are some of your favorite memories that you had with wrestling as well? I mean, that's something I was always wondering about. I like to actually hear some of your memories that you actually had with wrestling and, you know, just doing what you love doing. Well, I got a really good story. It's it's not really a favorite memory because it was, it was a real situation. But uh, yeah. it, there was this guy that I was going to wrestle in 2003 in Elkton, Virginia. Um, uh, I won't name him, but he, he, he didn't want to, uh, do the job for me. And, uh, cause he thought he, I wasn't, I didn't look oppressed enough to beat him and whatnot. Uh, and I got a little worried. I wasn't, I could protect myself. I was a, 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 a real wrestler in, um, high school. So okay. I could, I wasn't worried that, that way, but I, the promoter made him do it. And they they brought it. They said you give up a signal if he starts shooting on you in the ring. I said, well, I'll be shooting back if he shoots on me, brother. <laughs> so he he did the job and he apologized. So, but that was definitely number one story in my mind. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I can definitely see that though because you know some people if you're new to the whole entire thing though too and they've been doing it for longer than you are, True. there's going to be some beef between the yeah. two of you because it's like hey i'm the guy here i'm actually the one who was here before you and things True. like that and you're just a little small person in my rearview mirror that i just want yep. to go ahead and cream and put put behind so i can True. actually tell see why you would act because it's like in a sense you have to knock down the biggest guy just to make a point mm-hmm. he was big and- he's a big boy too <laughs> <laughs> I don't was he I know that he wasn't as probably as big as Big Show, right? Or No, he wasn't big? that big. Uh he I was actually taller than him. He was about 350 pounds. He was a big big dude, but I I wasn't intimidated. I just was like this is not what I signed up for if <laughs> you know. But uh, right. I was I I'm not going to back down from him. If he starts shooting at me, I'd shoot right back, you know. Exactly. So I hope <laughs> The funny thing is I actually he did a Samoan drop on me. During the match, everything was he did everything professional, but I, I screwed up and moved my head too too much, and it scraped the canvas. And the Jimmy Z, my promoter, he thought the guy was did that in the ring as a as a shoot, but I was like, no, it was my fault. So I had a big mark on my face, so it, it made a, a good story at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually very cool, though. I mean, I yeah. I know that you know when it comes down to stuff like that, you're always going to have battle wounds and things like that. Oh yeah. You're going oh yeah. Like that. You know, and like I said, it takes a big physicality whenever you look at it and things like that when you're doing wrestling. Um, another thing, though, too, you actually have some family inside the group in the chat as well. Uh, let's see here. We have Roxy007. <laughs> and then we have your aunt that's in here, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. And then... Vortex Garage, the Chalk Master. <laughs> All right, I love him. Uncle's in here too. Okay, All right, now. great. So, that's awesome. I'm glad they actually hey have a big. 
that's that's actually awesome, man. I'm 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 thrilled that you actually have a big following, a big family that supports you and what you love doing, yeah, and everything. Because that that motivates you though too. I mean, it shares your you get to share your passions with your family. You get to go ahead and just be motivated through them to be able to do what you used to do and tell them stories about what you used to do as well. And yeah. you know, I remember another match like the table uh late ladders match and stuff like that with jeff hardy and the hardy oh, boys yeah. And things oh like yeah that. phenomenal that was a great those they had some great matches during that time sure and everything they, too they did but, and they still still kicking ass today then matt and jeff won yeah. on yeah. they're they're doing well they're, they're two of my favorites Mine too. And my question is this, was there like any insane stuff that you actually had to do when you're uh, doing wrestling or anything like that? Because I know like on Mickey Rourke's film, the wrestler, they actually made them go through some insane stuff with putting packs on the yeah. wrestling ring and things like that. Was that that extreme or was it more? Uh, yeah. I, I never got into the hardcore stuff. Like I had a training seminar with uh, Nikolai Volkov and he's as old school as you're going to get. Rest in peace, Nikolai. And he, he's such a humble guy. He was, he's probably one of my favorite people that, of the, of the veterans that I met. And he's, he says, guys, I'm in the, in the accent. He says, guys, I am old school. <laughs> so I was taught, <laughs> I was taught old school wrestling, like the late, the eighties wrestling type, you know, grab a headlock and, and right. tell a story and that kind of thing. So I never got around. I would have loved to have done a hardcore match eventually, but I, I never got a, we weren't a really a hardcore promotion. We we're kind of a kind of old school promotion, so. Okay. But uh, that's actually pretty cool that that you are actually the old school level of the WWF thing instead of going to the extreme stuff and things like that. I think that the WWF style kind of thing still works today. You don't really have to be that extreme with certain things to make your point or whatever. You can still do everything that you love doing. You just don't have to go through the extreme of actually putting your body through torture. And everything too, to where you actually have to be on tax and all that other crazy stuff. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Some of the stuff like Mick Foley, God, God bless him. He's one of my favorites behind Hulk, and some of the stuff he went through was a little too much sometimes. But I, I appreciate everything he did for the business. He's awesome. I agree. Mick was actually one of my favorites as well. He put his body through hell, even in that yeah. hell in the cell cell with uh, the Undertaker. Oh, yeah, and everything I watch too. That every and, once in a while. <laughs> Right, but yeah, I mean, not only that, but even with the females of Glow, though, too, in the oh, 80s, yeah. they put them, they put, they put themselves out there, though. Like we yeah. can be just as good as the men can, and everything. We're gonna put ourselves through just as much sell as the men do, and stuff like that. So I thought that was actually pretty cool that they're actually putting their stuff out there just as hard, how hardcore as the men are, and everything yeah. is like. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's a because I believe that women can do just as much as what we can and everything. Oh, I, so I like the women. The, I like the women division better than the men division right now. If we're talking WWE, Naomi. My my wife Nick says a big Naomi fan. She said Naomi. <laughs> you see, I, I used to be Naomi a big Lita too. fan though too. Oh, I used Lita to be a big Lita. Lita was the best. Yeah, she's awesome. She was. She was a total badass. She knew how to actually, even when she was hurt, she acted like she wasn't hurt at all and everything. She would just limp off the rink and everything like it didn't even bother her and stuff like that. You don't get that that much anymore. It's like, yeah, you know, 
just like in sports, you know, you dislocated a finger or whatever, you, the coach would go on ahead back in the Get day. Get back on the field. Yeah. Right. It was old school wrestling. Now, well, but, they had so many uh, injuries, head injuries, and all that kind of stuff. They had to kind of change their pace a little bit with – Unfortunately, with the Ben Wall situation, they with right. the concussions and stuff that he had, um, they had to change a little bit of the style. But I see, I like what AEW is doing. Tell you the truth, they're they're bringing it back kind of the old school wrestling with with a mix of the new school wrestling too, and it's really really good and entertaining. You see, that's what I've been wa- watching a little bit too as well, and I like the fact that they're actually doing just like the WWF days and everything too. Because they do have that old school flavor to it that we all love. Yeah. And they're doing a whole lot better in their ratings right now versus WWE. WWE yeah. is trying to find its spot again on their ra- on the radar. But they're just doing a bunch of repetitive stuff that we've seen from over the years. Like we saw, for example, with Undertaker, with Edge. We already know Edge is going to come out in the middle of an Undertaker match, try and steal away from him. And then next thing you know, there's this before there's going to be a, a pay-per-view match for that. And then next thing you know, it something winds up happening again, and Edge winds up either winning or losing. And then Undertaker has to go ahead take his belt away from Edge again. So it's very repetitive, and the same formula that they actually yeah. keep using over the years. You know, true. But, yeah, true. You know, my to me the best days were like you said before was the '80s to '90s era. Then also too, I also like the early 2000s, the NWO phase, mm-hmm. and things like that. And also too, I just want to say this: you know, some people are like, "Well, why is he?" This is just me. Why am I having someone that's actually wrestling on my channel or whatever? I said because of the fact that I feel like, you know, I love movies and everything, but here's the thing: wrestling. And everything is part of an entertainment art. They're actually performing. And they're just as important. Even uh, pro independent wrestlers are just as important as WWE superstars. They're superstars in their own community. They're able to actually interact with the community in itself. Because the town is behind them. And because the town is behind them, they can actually focus in on what they want to do. And show their passions for what they want to do. And that's what I feel like a community of independent pro wrestlers are and everything. They are role models for other kids who might want to be into wrestling. And they're like, well, my motivation is to be like John Henry. My motivation is to be like this other guy and everything. And that's what I actually feel from a small community or big community whenever you look at independent pro wrestling is that. Yeah. It's it's a it's a cycle, and all the um, guys now were watching back then, and it's a cycle of the fans become end up becoming wrestlers eventually. So it, it's great. It's it's uh, it's it's great. I mean, we'll never know who the next big thing's going to be, but uh, I like the stuff that the Fiend's doing. I like really like from the kind. Of, I like the dark characters too a little bit. The Fiend is one of my for WWE. I think it's one of the entertaining things they're doing. I agree. That is probably most the most entertaining thing that they're actually doing right now and stuff like that. That's pretty much what it has going for itself as of right now. It's just that I love the writers during the other times, though, too, because, for instance, for example, uh, the Schmodown Entertainment Net- Network, which is actually um, movie trivia in a WWE kind of format where they're actually answering questions in the wrestling ring. This is back in uh, when they were at Booker T's rink 
answering movie trivia questions in a wrestling ring. And then they had tables, ladders, and chairs and stuff like that. They brought out that and started hitting each other with the uh, chairs at the very end of the match and oh, everything. Right. Cool. Yeah. So Christian Harloff used to work for WWE and everything. Okay. He was actually the, one of the writers. And I have a question. Did you actually actually had to have some writers for you or anything like that as far as doing something like that? No, we, we're, we were still old. We were pretty old school. The, the, they would have a sheet in the back who's going over. And then we just, me and the guy would talk about, about it and, and then kind of ad lib out there. Well, it's kind of old school like that, which I prefer. I, I would love to be in WWE, of course, and make that all that money. But I don't know if I could be the guy that is spoon fed all the lines and stuff. Right. All, all the, the, you know, I, that's got, that's why a lot of people have, have left, but um, it's just a totally different. Some people are really good at that s- situation. So it all depends, but no, we didn't ha- really have writers. We just had a booker that told us who's going over and he might tell us to finish or something like that. Um, and how long we should be out there, but it was pretty old school. He kind of let us, let, let us run the asylum. Okay. That's pretty cool. And I have a quick question for you though, too. Like how many uh, minutes would you say was your longest match that you ever had and the most challenging match that you ever had? Well, it was probably with, uh, Mike intensity. He, he was, uh, one of the veterans in the locker room, but he was, it was really good. And it probably went for about 12, 15 minutes. So I was pretty much in and out in around eight, eight to nine minutes, usually. Okay, that's pretty good, man. That's that's actually pretty cool. And what was your finishing move that you would actually use on somebody? Well, uh, I was kind of the underdog, um, people's champion type situation, like Mikey Ripwreck a little bit. I didn't really have a finishing move, I but I would come up with like pins. I would surpri- get the surprise win and some situations do a schoolboy uh, i added in the the later in my career i added in the bulldog uh, running bulldog coming off the and then i did a in one of the promotions i did a, a leg drop from the second rope but i didn't i didn't have a huge finish move i would have to say the running bulldog would be my finish because okay. my, my gimmick was a cowboy so okay. I, was, I i focused more on on beat, beating people up and that kind of sort of situation and as to just the wrestling um, I was trying to, I was trying to be a little like uh, Stan Hansen, the great Stan Hansen, a little bit, and a little little JBL before he was JBL too. Uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, he was. A, right. I, I tried to pattern it, uh, it with those two Hall of Famers. Uh, what they did was cool. great. All right, and uh, did you ever have like a theme song that you would actually have to come out to, or was it? Yeah, yeah, it's still on my. Um, ringtone for my my cell phone sweet home alabama okay that's actually fitting for that (laughs) i held from uh, huntsville alabama uh so yeah sweet home alabama was my um my ringtone It's about as cowboy as you can get (laughs) right i can agree i can agree with that it's about as southern as you can get as well yeah (laughs) true (laughs) so i can actually to be honest with you, that would actually get me psyched up for a match as well, just coming out to that song. Yeah, the crowd loved it. The crowd loves they pop for it, especially in, like you said, the South. In uh, Elton, Virginia, they loved it. That's great. And wh- how many states have you actually traveled doing this and everything? Uh, I stayed where Kyder went, uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and uh, 
Virginia, and DC, okay. one match, one match in DC, Washington DC. That's actually pretty neat. Uh, so you got to travel a little bit. That's what's what you say was your favorite state that you actually visited? I'd have to say Pennsylvania was the best crowd. Uh, well, they were right on Maryland. They were right on the border of Maryland, so it was right there. I can't remember the name of the um, town, but uh, but in Pennsylvania, we had a really hot crowd. It was it was always packed, and they really loved loved the action. It was really good in Pennsylvania. I can imagine that. I can imagine that crowd. Just the energy from that crowd has to be uh, huge. Yeah, it's even mm-hmm. even if you only got a few hundred people there, they're they're passionate. They paid their their ten, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, whatever it was. And they want to see the best show, and we wanted to give them up even better than WWE. We tried our best to do even better than WWE. You know, we're just a little independent show, but we wanted to do the talking in the ring, and and uh, they 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 were a hot crowd. They really loved it up there. Hagerstown, Hagerstown, Maryland was uh was fun because I got to be the hill in that town, and I love being the hill. The hills are so much fun. I can imagine, man, because to me, I have a lot of fun with heels versus heroes. Like, I'm just going to use this as, as an example and everything, uh, because I mentioned the Schmodown before with the whole trivia thing. But they had this guy named John Roca, the outlaw, and everything. And basically, he would just come out with his cowboy hat, with his V for de- Vendetta mask and everything. But at first, you know, he's very humble. And then all of a sudden, you saw a whole entire transition just transitioning through. He goes, I'm the best guy. You're going to have to take the, whoever is this son of a bitch is. You're going to have to take this uh, belt away from me because no one's going to take me down in this showdown match. You hear me? Next thing you know, he gets nice. feared. And there's like a whole entire beef war going on and everything with with him. And next thing you know, he ends up forming the five horsemen. It, nice. um, like I said, <laughs> like I said, it's it's awesome if you ever get a chance to check out the showdown for movie trivia and you love wrestling. They incorporate the wrestling really good and everything and stuff like that. They're actually do even though they're uh, doing COVID and everything, they still do matches and everything through uh, oh. webcams and stuff too. So good, I good. recommend that. But yeah, okay. I thought and there's a lot of heels though that I like in the WWE as well, especially whenever you look at the Olympian. Uh, what was his name? Chris Angle. The beef war between him and Undertaker was really good. And everything too, and I just feel so bad for uh, for the UFC, the female UFC fighter that transitioned from UFC over in Ronda Rousey over into WWE, and it's and they the crowd never really gave her a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. I just and she had the Roddy P- Piper thing. She her her biggest passion was Roddy Piper. Yeah, she was o- she was over the first few months, and then people just turned on her, and yeah. But I, I enjoyed her. I, I thought it was great. It brought a little, little. It, she was kind of the female Brock Lesnar type character, which was kind of cool. But you overdo that too much, and people get bored with it. I think. Right, and I can actually tell that people were getting bored with that. But that was up to Vince to actually make that call and say, "Hey, look, you need to go on ahead and try something new that we haven't done before, and everything." People are getting tired of this. It's not her fault. We need to focus in on what we need to do as writers to make it better so that we can stand out. And that was a call on Vince's part to actually try and make that happen. It was not her fault, Rhonda's fault at all, because Rhonda's just doing what the script is actually called for. True. And everything. 
So, but people don't look at the outside element of it. They only look on the inside True. element. Yeah, and and everybody thinks they know what's going on, and they do to a certain state. Kayfabe is pretty much dead. So, but the but the the kids they still think it's magic. So, you know, right. it's a, it all depends on the situation, I guess. That's true. Another thing, though, too, is I remember up in New Hampshire and everything, I actually got a chance to actually watch some independent wrestlers, though, wrestle and stuff like that. And I was just engaged into the match and everything, just like a regular normal match and everything. I just remember somebody actually dressed up like the big boss man and everything, too. <laughs> with his nice. uh, security. Yeah. So, of course, I was actually going for him. And everything because I'm a kid, not, you know, I was just going for a cop or whatever. So yeah. that was like the, uh, but yeah, that was actually the first type of wrestling match that I actually saw. And I was just loving it. I was eating that all up until like 10 o'clock at night. And then finally I crashed around 11 o'clock. <laughs> nice. Whenever it was time to go home and everything. But yeah, I just like showing big support through entertainment and it just rains on through me. I'm yeah. sure that's the same effect for you though as well. Yeah, cool man. That's uh, that's awesome. No, it's yeah. it's great. I I, I love wrestling. I love if uh, I'd love to be back into wrestling. I I wish I had the confidence I do now. Back then, I think I would have stuck with it and not bought that house. <laughs> <laughs> but still, everything happens for a reason, you know. True. If it wasn't True. for that, you yes. know, we probably wouldn't be on the road that you are now, and everything True. would should be a whole lot more blessed than what you are now. You True. Know, you're being absolutely. So, I got a. I just got a. a my first child uh, came in February third, Kaylin, uh, and she. I see her grow every day. I. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I. I take care of my baby all day. And I love my wife Tamara. So we been, yeah. We just. We just celebrated our third uh, anniversary. So I'm on top oh, of the world. Congratulations! Congratulations, man. It. That is just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Everything. You're very welcome. And uh, my friend Tamika, if it wasn't for her telling me to check you out and everything, stuff like that, I wouldn't have known uh, anything about you. So I'm glad that Tamika Yeah, I love Tamika. I love Tamika too. She's awesome. Yeah, and, her and, I, and, uh, and my wife have been friends for, for years. So years. They're, they're, be they're besties, I think. Not, yeah, her and I actually. 99, I think. That's awesome, man. That That's really awesome. I'm glad that you guys have some closeness with her as well. As a matter of fact, I came, a matter of fact, I was friends with her through a Facebook comic book group. And then her and I actually uh, becoming closer as friends because we're actually doing the podcast together, the YouTube stuff together. Okay. She actually helped me out with the advertising and stuff like that. And she does a phenomenal job with it. But I love, love Miss Mika. She, hi, Mika. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> my other question is this like what else would you say what would you give advice to to kids that actually want to get into wrestling or people that are thinking about quitting because they're just getting burnt out from it because they're not getting noticed and stuff like that what's your advice to them my advice is keep keep digging uh don't give up like john cena says but uh um i would say to a young wrestler that's out there uh other than don't give up save your money man save your money because it, it it can be rough on the independence for a while until you get noticed but save your money and and keep on trucking don't give up because uh and keep in the gym uh 
that's one mistake I made. If I had put more effort in the gym, I might have got noticed a little better. So they had WWE is definitely looking for a look. They 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 like the big guys too. You know the big strong strong uh, guys. But uh, keep on keep on plugging. Don't give up. If it's your dream, don't give up. Even to the to the I go I still keep in touch with a lot of my uh, friends that are still plugging in it. So they've been wrestling for twenty years. So it's amazing. Um, I wish I could have kept on going too, but I, everything happens for a reason. I, I wouldn't change nothing right. for the world. That's just fantastic. Man. I mean, I can tell that you're actually happy and everything with your family and things like that. And like I said, if it wasn't for you making that decision, you probably not might not be on this road that you're actually on on yeah. now. True. Which is probably ten times better than what you ever imagined it to be. Even though you yep. know that you, in your heart, though, you still have that drive. You still have that passion. But at the same time, it's like. I have a wife, I have a family that I have to think about now and I just got to move forward. And even though it's still my passion, there's other ways I can actually put my passion into something and everything too. So, you know, I think that there's going to be huge things for you in the horizons though. I have a feeling (laughs) it's just my gut feeling, but you know, thank you. Thank you. Very welcome. Because I mean that from my heart and everything though too, man, because like I said, I can actually tell when someone is passionate about what they do. And I can tell when someone's going to make it. I can tell when someone has that drive. You still have that drive. You have that little smirk on your face saying, I want, I still want it. But at the same yeah, time, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? But yeah. still, that's just, that's just awesome. Because even my friend Charlie and Kidrick and everything, they they were into independent pro wrestling as well. They work for AutoZone and everything too, okay. but uh, but yeah, they were they're two of my best friends and everything. I couldn't ask for any bit better or whatever. But back whenever they were really into it and stuff, they were heavy into it. Like every single time when you turned around, Kidrick was always doing wrestling matches. Charlie was doing wrestling matches, and it was at the county fair lines and everything too, where we actually had our county fair where Charlie would wrestle. And same thing when. Kendrick would uh, would also wind up wrestling as well, so it's just awesome. Cool. Wherever you actually want to wrestle at, that's pretty much where you are. So that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, my my poor sister had to put up with me. We had we had our <laughs> KWWF Kids World Wrestling Federation in the in the basement. We were I had about twelve different personas. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was fun. We used to VHS record it back in the day. Uh, poor, but she she forgave me. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I remember in eighth grade, we used to have like wrestling contracts, like we were in WWE type of thing. Like in eighth grade, we would actually go out during our break time and wrestle. Yep. And everything. Okay. And and the teachers would think that we were actually hurting each other. That's how bad. Oh it yeah. Was. Yeah. I, and, before, yeah. That's cool, dude. And the funny thing is, my friend Alex at the time, he had all the contracts drawn up. It's like, okay, you're going to get 10 minutes here since we're cut for this for break time here. You're going to get this much time and then this touch time. And then before you know it, there was this one thing where everybody just ganged on each other and everything and piled up on each other at the very end. And then that's when our teacher came out there and goes, what are you guys doing? And at that point, I was actually crawling from underneath everybody. I actually had my lunchbox and everything <laughs> crawling <laughs> because they were actually go- going for me. But what was funny, though, 
I came out of there. It looked like a cartoon, I swear. But I was actually uh, crawling underneath everybody, and I got out. And my teacher was like, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you need to go check on them, though, <laughs> because they still think I'm under there. So it was like a huge dog pile type thing. We even had That's it to cool. where we were hiding in between lockers, and we were even doing the heel thing, though, too. And we Because we're so engaged into the Wrestling Federation at that time. We had The Rock. We had uh, The Rock, awesome. who was actually coming on board. Uh, NWO and everything, too, which was probably one of the best things that happened to the early 2000s. X-Pac, Generation X. We had Stone a lot Cold. of good stuff. Yep, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Big Show. You know, yeah, you, yeah, that was a really good time for wrestling too. I, it, it, it's up there with my favorite time of wrestling too. Same. So, let's see here. Another one other thing I want to ask you though is this too: is you know how we were actually talking about scripts about people reciting scripts. People don't realize this though: is the fact that if you're not projecting it right, that crowd can actually eat you up. Oh yeah. And everything yeah, too, that's true. and that's all. And not only that, but I'm I actually watched uh, Fighting with My Family, which is probably the closest movie that you actually get to actually know what it's like to train. True, and everything because Vince Vaughn does a fantastic job playing the training. Coach. Oh yeah, yeah, and he did great. He did really good, and he even says it. Look, if you're not believable, that crowd's going to eat on you, eat, eat, eat on you, and everything else. And you're just going to have to eat their shit. Or you just go ahead and just quit because your feelings are going to get hurt. You cannot true. be sensitive in this game. True. Yeah, it, it, it's true. I, I'd much rather be a heel than a, And the independence is a little different because they don't watch you every day on uh, or every week on a, like a Raw or SmackDown. You have to you have to gain their respect and you got to gain their respect quick. And it's a lot harder to be a fan favorite in the independence than it is to be a heel. Heel, you just tell somebody to shut up or do this and that right. and just be a real pisser <laughs> but but uh you can come out there and try to get them to cheer for you is is tough it's that's why it's the heels job to kind of get the heat and so they'll cheer for you to kick his ass definitely uh let's see here brandy wanted to know did y'all like ddp yeah i like ddp he he was uh he's one of my favorites uh i think he's very underrated i mm-hmm. i i I uh, sympathize with him because he he was thirty I thir- think thirty six when he started wrestling, uh, and in my late thirties I wanted I I had the itch I I wanted to come back as well, uh, but yeah DDP's great. That's correct. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. DDP was actually underrated. Still is underrated if you actually think about. It. Nobody really talks yeah. about him. People talk about Shawn Michaels, um, of course, uh, Hitman Hart. Stuff like that, rest in peace. But you know, no one really ever talks about DDP that much or anything, and I don't even know why because I thought he was actually my favorite standout for the WWF at that time in WWE. Yeah, he was actually represented WWE. Yeah, he was good. He was good. I like DDP. And let's see, Brandy also said that she likes Sting. I like Sting as well. Oh yeah, I like. But I like WCW Sting because of the black and white makeup that looks like the Crow makeup and things like that. And Ready to Rumble is also still one of my favorite films. As yeah, well. Ready to Rumble was good. Yeah, I liked it. It had a good, good, good uh, lesson to it. But yeah, Sting is great, and he just came back to AEW, so he we're we'll wait and see what Sting has in store for us. 
I'm excited. It's like, okay, Undertaker retired, but here comes Sting entering yeah. his way back in. So now we have a dark character that we can actually root for again. Yep. So yep. that's something that I'm actually excited about. Yeah, me too. But, I, I can't wait to see what he, he does next. But this is actually going to... I know that I'm count, actually cutting this a little short and everything that I normally do. It's just that I have another show and everything that's going to be starting up pretty soon. No problem. But I do appreciate you being on, man. It's And I'm going to have you back on again for a longer interview because I want to actually okay. interview you longer. And I want to put a lot more into this than uh, than what I'm doing right now. But I do appreciate you taking out the time and everything. I appreciate you having me. This has been a great blessing. I love it. I'm glad, man. I really am. I'm glad to have you on. And you're always welcome on the show, whether we're doing an interview or doing movie reviews or anything like that. You're always invited on. So okay. I just want to let you know. Um, but anyways, guys, here's the thing. I'm actually going to be doing a po- podcast for an audio only for the review of season four of The Sopranos. So I'm going to be doing that at eight o'clock central time. So I'm just trying to get things geared up for that. Tomorrow, I'm actually taking a little break and everything because of the Christmas holidays. I will be back on Saturday. Charlie Wildman will be wingman. That's actually my nickname. I actually call him as Charlie Wildman because it's actually close enough to uh, his last name is Windman. But anyways, Charlie Windman will actually be on the show Saturday night and we're actually going to be doing uh, movies of 1996 best and worst films of 1996 so we're going to be doing that at eight o'clock central time nine o'clock eastern time on the youtube channel another thing too guys if you guys want to donate into the show you guys don't have to i understand this whole entire coronavirus thing actually has everybody pretty much on a tight budget but if you guys want to and want to feel generous go ahead and donate to the gofundme page on the links below we're also part of audible right now so go on ahead get your 30-day trial with us and you'll get to listen to some good audiobooks. Uh, if you guys actually want to get all your entertainment news, go to www.movieloversunite.com. Also, too, we also have a Facebook page that's been up and running since 2013, and that is actually called Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook. We also have an Instagram, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite, and you can also follow me on Twitter at face on on Twitter as well at Movie Lovers Unit, and you can also follow me at John DeGregorio John DeGregorio eight. And always until next time, guys. It's been a pleasure. Stay safe. Have a merry and blessed Christmas, and bye-bye. Thanks, man.